Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fluently Forward. We have a lot to go over in today's episode. I'm super excited for it. The main gist, like the meat of today's episode, is going to be a deeper dive, as you can probably, you know, already tell, into Kaler and kind of like this theory that Taylor Swift could be gay. Um, which to me, I love theories like this. It's like the intersection of pop culture and conspiracy theories, which are like my two biggest loves. So I'm going to do a little intro for the podcast. Now we're going to talk about Epstein. We're going to talk about trending celebrity topics, but I will come in retroactively and tell you where to skip to if you just want the Kaler business. So this is my reminder to do that. Okay. Me from the future, skip to like 930 if you want the meat of the episode. Okay, so I went over to Instagram and I said, like, what do you want me to talk about at the beginning? More Epstein, less Epstein. I've been not able to shut up about Epstein on my Instagram the last week and also kind of like since 2016. Um, But a lot of people said more Epstein. So let's just kind of do a little recap of what the Ghislaine Maxwell trial is, uh, you know, going on right now. And then we can just talk about some more Epstein related stuff. So just to give you an update on the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, it's been two weeks of the trial. This trial was expected to go on for five to six weeks or maybe even longer. And we found out last week that the trial is only going on for two more weeks, which has everyone really, really surprised. I'm surprised because I wanted to take off work and go to the trial. I think I might do that on this Friday. Um, But basically, the prosecution, which is representing the victims speaking out about Epstein and Maxwell, they rested their case on Friday, and that was way earlier than anyone thought. And it's a little bit confusing because, you know, I don't know much about law, but when the prosecution goes, they bring up the witnesses most likely to help them. And then when it's the defense's turn, you know, now Ghislaine's team starting, I think, Thursday they're taking a break from the trial Monday through Wednesday, starting Thursday, they're going to bring up all of these witnesses to help Ghislaine, which in my mind, I'm like, who the fuck is like on her side? It's going to be very interesting to see. Um, But everyone's just really surprised because we know that this perverted couple, by the way, this is a trigger warning. Somebody gave me a one-star review because they were like, you didn't put a trigger warning. And I'm like, well, I put Jeffrey Epstein's name. So like, I thought that that was like a pretty obvious trigger warning, but Anyway, point taken, trigger warning. Um, You know, this perverted pair like molested so many, many girls that it's, I don't know, it's just surprising to me that they only brought up, I think it was three or four of the victims. So anyway, that's just an update on Ghislaine Maxwell. I will say that um, I'm planning an episode about a month from now with my sister-in-law. She works for the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. And I know it's a little bit of a heavy topic. It's You know, I always find it weird. I actually, speaking of celebrities, Blake Lively gave a speech for the Child Rescue Coalition, and it was all about, you know, the child porn that exists out there and companies that are helping to get rid of this, like, horrible, awful thing that happens. And I'm always torn because, like, I know it's not, like, a sexy topic, and I know people don't want to hear about it, but I really think industries like this, like, the whole Me Too movement, everything that happened with Epstein, like, all of this is able to exist because it's uncomfortable and because we don't talk about it. So to me, I'm like, every time you read a headline and you're like, oh, I I just don't want to dive into that right now, it's like a bunch of abusers profit off of that mentality. So anyway... We'll keep it light for today's episode um, and the next couple of weeks, but I do want to do a deeper dive on Epstein, on R. Kelly. I want to talk with my sister-in-law and have her kind of come on as someone who knows all about this, especially to speak on the way that women 
are always involved in these cases. Like, it's crazy to me that Ghislaine Maxwell is a woman and she was bringing other girls to be trafficked. And when you look up prolific serial killers and people like that, there's always a lady working for them. And we can get into the Nixium case too. And now I'm like fully down a rabbit hole, but that was the sex cult that happened with Allison Mack from Smallville. And it's just really funny how all of these sex cults need, you know, a, a trusted female trafficker basically to survive. So that's going to be interesting. Um, Okay, somebody on Instagram wanted me to talk about the new Ariana slash Arigato Grande gossip, and I didn't know that this had a name, but I am squealing over it. Basically, there have been a bunch of videos going around of Ariana Grande saying that she went from blackfishing to now trying to look like she's K-pop because she's trying to change with the times and things like that. And there's basically a lot of good TikTok videos talking about this where they say that, you know, the Kardashians and different celebrities will pick and choose from what different cultures they kind of want to appropriate to help them enhance their image and make them look a little bit different or stand out or things like that. And you see it all the time. Like, I mean, you see Selena Gomez um, for her Come and Get It era putting on the bindi and doing Indian dances. And then you see Katy Perry doing, um, what was that performance she did where she wore a kimono? And I think she painted her face white like a geisha. To me, I'm always, you know, like, who am I to say where you draw the line? I'm just like, I'm Irish. So like nobody's ever, you know, nope, nobody's ever doing an Irish step dance at the VMAs or anything like that. So what do I know? But I just find it interesting how celebrities do that when there's no legitimate reason to like a semi-legitimate reason that I think of is I love Shakira's first album, Laundry Service. And she had a lot of kind of Middle Eastern um, elements in that but I mean she's a belly dancer her songs have the Middle Eastern elements so that's why she performs it that way but when Katy Perry is uh, dressing like a geisha to perform the one that got away or teenage dream I'm like this has absolutely nothing to do with it so anyway basically Ariana Grande um, is tanning less and she, I think she got some sort of eyelid surgery to make her eyes look more um, circular rather than almond shaped or something like that. And she did something different to her eyebrows and people are now saying K-pop is coming to town and everyone's reversing their BBLs and trying to fit in with it, which I just think, I don't know. I just think how exhausting both for people of that culture and ethnicity and then also just women because I feel like what the fuck is Ed Sheeran doing you know what I mean like it's it's never these male celebrities or pop stars who are doing it they really don't have to change up their look or their era and that's something I've talked about before but okay somebody wanted uh me to wanted me to know somebody somebody wanted to know why I hate Dumois and this is something I've talked about before on Twitter or sorry Oh my god, I need to stop. I need to just record these episodes Sunday night instead of waking up early Monday morning. It's like nothing that crazy happens Sunday night that I have to wait until the morning to do it. Okay, why I hate Dumois, and I've talked about this on TikTok. There we go, that's a sentence. Basically, you know, Dumois is the Instagram account that does um, celebrity blind items and celebrity reveals and things like that. First of all, A, I think it's a little bit weird how they will be like, this person is eating at this restaurant right now. Like to me, that's just, that's a physical invasion of privacy, whereas blind items are like just people talking about you on the internet. And I don't know, I think that's weird. I also think it's a little bit weird how they protect their uh, identity 
how they will be like, I'm going to expose every single thing about celebrities. I'm going to tell you all of this information about them. I'm going to tell you, um, exactly where they are, everything I know, but you're not even allowed to know my first name because, you know, privacy is important to me. So I just find that a little bit hypocritical. I mean, I know what I'm doing is like gossiping about celebrities too, but at least like my name is out there. So I'm also fair game. So I think it's a little bit weird how they do that. And also Dumois is known to, um, post fake blind items, which I think every blind item site is. You have to take all of them with a grain of salt and kind of wait for ones that have been posted multiple times across multiple platforms to see if they're true. But I just think Dumois isn't that legitimate. And also it's very obvious they will post ads and sponsored content, but they'll pretend like it isn't sponsored content, which to me, that's just like shady. Like the laws are there for a reason. So there's that. Okay, I'm going to do some more of this at the end because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have this intro be too long. So without further ado, um, we are going to get in today's episode. It is with someone named at Tay Lesbian Swift on TikTok. So a verified expert in all things Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift potentially being gay rumors and things like that. I'm obsessed. I love her TikTok account. It was really, really cool to talk to an expert. And I find it interesting that she actually went down this rabbit hole i mean she'll get into it to debunk it she basically was like taylor swift is the most heterosexual celebrity i've ever laid my eyes on what are all these rumors about let me do some digging and then she became a convert so i always find that very interesting i feel like it adds legitimacy (laughs) so let's get into it and then i will do some more trending topics at the end okay hello 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 and welcome to another fluently forward podcast episode I have a very, very special guest on the podcast today. I have a verified expert in all things Taylor Swift, potentially being gay, conspiracy theory. There really should be a shorthand for it. Um, but <laughs> I would like, yes, a gaylor, a gaylor. It sounds like gaylord, but a gaylor. Gaylord, gaylord, gaylor overlord. Yes, that's yes, <laughs> exactly. A gaylor overlord, gaylord. Um, so welcome to the podcast. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Plug your TikTok handle and explain why you are on the Fluently Forward podcast episode today. I am Regina George. My TikTok handle is Tay Lesbian Swift. My presence on social media is basically just like a digital uh, mission statement for spreading gaylorism. <laughs> I like and educating masses on yeah, the little, truth they've been hidden from for so it's long. It's like a digital door-to-door knocking type of service. That's exactly. like, have you heard about the theory that Taylor Swift might have dated Carly Kloss? <laughs> I'd like to talk to you a little bit. How, exactly. how did you first come into this theory? I'm trying to think about the first time I heard of it. I feel like I've always just been into conspiracy theories online, but it was almost like the first time I heard a hint of it everything just kind of fell into place. So I feel like I've kind of had this theory in my head for like five years at least. How about you? I am actually newly turned, as shocking as that is. A fresh Um, recruit. Yeah, exactly. And I went into this down this rabbit hole to debunk it, actually, for fun. Oh my God. Everybody was calling her gay. And I was like, Taylor Swift is the poster child for heterosexuality, you know? And I was like, this is absurd. Okay, I'll read your silly little powerpoint or whatever and then at some point there was a moment and the universe it shifted yeah and it was when I realized that Taylor Swift released folklore on the two-year anniversary of Carly Kloss's engagement to Josh Kushner Taylor she is so unhinged (laughs) and when people are always like oh people who speculate on Taylor Swift's sexuality they're reading too much into it I'm like 
but that's what she's told fans to do. She leaves clues. She, you know, I was an early Taylor Swift fan. She used to capitalize those letters in her album pamphlets to make clues. It's like, she's always been leaving clues and trails and like numbers do have significance to her. Dates are important, things like that. Also like that's not a stretch at all. No. Um, (laughs) Like that's pretty straightforward. And the second I saw that, even if I hadn't known anything else, it was just like something inside of me, deep inside of me, was just like, Christ on a fucking cracker, Taylor Swift is a homosexual. Nobody told me. <laughs> no one felt the need to fucking tell me, but she is. Yeah. And I feel like that should be enough evidence for people to be like, well, maybe, but. And I feel like the evidence I too, I feel like there's so much of it now that at this point, if Taylor Swift is like, oh no, I'm straight, I would almost be like, I'm a little bit upset because I feel like you've been queer baiting. There have been so many things going on. Like, yeah, I mean, we, she made gay people her thing for lover era. That was did, her lover era. And you can support the LGBTQ <laughs> community without making a complete song about it, a music video about it, which by the way, like some of the lyrics in that, what shade never made anybody less gay. I'm like, that lyric is a hate crime, but you know, I'm glad you're supporting the community. But I was listening to um, a recent episode of Beyond the Blinds podcast, and they said that they had heard through the grapevine that allegedly in that music video for You Need to Calm Down, Taylor Swift and Katy Perry were supposed to kiss, not hug. I've but, heard that too, yeah. Yeah, but then they like showed it to a bunch of people to get reviews and people did not like it. So they ended up editing it out. Yeah, there was a lot of backlash for that, wasn't there? That a rumor about that came out and then she had yeah. that really cryptic response where like, an ally knows their place, but like not saying I as an ally, she does, she's a weird woman. She's yes, she <laughs> she blurs the lines very, very easily. I'm, I'm curious what you think kind of the most damning piece of evidence is. If you had, if you had to try and convert someone else and let's say you have to pick two pieces of evidence that you think just really, there's nothing to say. It just kind of speaks for itself. Okay, well the folklore thing yeah but added to that too in illicit affairs and i don't know if you know this but carly Kloss made an announcement tweet for her engagement to josh kushner and in that she said something along the lines of um i would have said yes a million times again or something which is a phrase that taylor repeats a couple times in illicit affairs yes like it's a part of the the chorus like and for you, I would have ruined myself a million little times. Times, yes. So many yes. of the then, songs, I feel like, are, are gay songs. Like Ivy, I feel like that is a woman singing to a woman. Illicit affairs, I feel it's very obviously about an affair. Um, it, it's just, it's hard to listen to these songs after this theory and go, you know, dress. There's no heterosexual explanation for the song dress. Like, there really just isn't. And I don't know. I feel like once you get the bug, there really is the ability to look through all of her songs. And I always thought too, she's always saying, you know, why is for love for Taylor Swift, something so complicated and something that needs to be hidden and something that can't be shown. And she's always keeping secrets. And I'm like, I get that you're a pop star, but it seems like no other, you know, pop star is really struggling with this idea of having to hide myself and hide the relationship. And she's got like 20 different songs about that mantra. I know. Like, Oh, I don't belong and neither do you. Muse. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We were in screaming also, color. I mean, like there's a million. Exactly, there's a million exactly. lyrics. Yeah. I know places where she literally goes on tour and like has a whole bit with like dancing closet doors. She's 
about that woman. Oh my God, you're right. Wait, <laughs> I remember because I saw, I've obviously seen her in concert at least once for every era and the I Know Places song where it's all about, they are the hunters, we are the foxes, we have to hide. She's literally going in and out of doors. Yeah. How did I not, how did I not mention that? <laughs> I feel like when this comes out too, because I do think maybe Taylor Swift is really just saving this for like, you know, some sort of autobiography when she's older or something like that. I think, you know, people are going to put together documentaries where they're going to be like, how did we not see this all along? There's, there's a million little signs. (laughs) I know. And I'm going to be right there, right in front with the, I told you so, and you were so mean to me. (laughs) I'm going to have a list of people who have cyberbullied me and be like, you need to take it back. God, I wish I could have a list. There are thousands, apparently. <laughs> I, wait, what did she say? Your name's on a list in red or whatever. I'm going to look what yeah. look what you made uh, me do to everyone. What do like you that. think about people who say, because, you know, there was that tweet that Taylor Swift tweeted after the 1975 concert where she goes, for my birthday, I want people to stop accusing me of dating my friends. And now anytime you suggest that Taylor Swift might be bi or gay or have dated a woman, people reference that tweet and they're like, she doesn't want her fans speculating. It is harmful and rude of you to do that. I would A, consider the context of the situation because somebody literally took a video of her hooking up with Carly Claus. They were, I don't know. And here's the thing. If they weren't kissing, they would have been like, oh, I was just whispering in her ear. They didn't say anything about it because what else could it be? They're very obviously making out in that video. It's a video. I know. And like all the weird touches, like from the full video, it's just like yeah, very homoerotic, if you yes. will. <laughs> That's why I love it so much. <laughs> but like, imagine that, like you're not out of the closet and suddenly like they're like oh she's making out with Carly Claus mm-hmm. or whatever what are you what are you gonna do yeah you're gonna you're gonna put something out and I think yeah. I think it was kind of telling honestly what they did do which was separate immediately I feel like if nothing was going exactly. on they would have been like this is ridiculous we're gonna go out and get Italian food next week but instead they did that separation they had Carly yeah. posting fake photos pretending she was someone at somewhere else when she was really in New York with Taylor Swift and then that just kind of doubled down on okay, you guys were making out at that concert. Also her, I think Carly's first appearance after that, it may not be her first appearance, but it was like when she first talked about Taylor again on GMA, Mm -hmm. it was after the best, best friends Vogue shoot, which like, oh my fucking God. Yeah, but best girlfriends. I mean, they were in exactly. wedding dresses. Like, is that no... what we're calling it these days? Exactly. Best best friends. Why okay. not just say the best roommates that ever existed? It's like we all know what's going on. Oh, when multimillionaires live together, so normal. But anyways, like exactly. Show me literally any other celebrity that has ever had a room for another celebrity in their house. It doesn't happen. It really doesn't. Especially since they're both like very financially stable. It's just the whole fucking thing is so, oh my God. Yeah. But um, no, Carly's like first interview from after Kissgate talking about the Vogue shoot. If you watch it, she's so nervous. I'm actually going to watch it after this. She's like, you can feel it. And there's a part where she's talking about like her relationship with Taylor. And she's like, yeah, Taylor's such a special friend. You know, when you have, you know, a sister or a friend, and she says friend twice at one point. Yeah, it's like take a shot every time she says it, you know. Yeah, almost like kind of like friend, 
<laughs> exactly. That's like when, um, I don't know. It's, it's just very obvious when people are trying to get a point across. Now, here's, yeah. here's a question for you. And this is all, you know, I don't really have any insight on this. So this is going to be purely speculation. I should also probably mention this whole thing is speculation and alleged. So nobody, nobody come for our next. Um, that's just, that should be assumed with every podcast episode. I would love yeah. to know your opinion on what caused the breakup between them and how that happened. Because I've heard so many different things, you know, magazine sources report that Carly was having people come over to Taylor Swift's house and treating it like her own. Then we also know that she signed with Scooter Braun. So there's a lot of people saying that Carly was telling Scooter Braun's secrets about Taylor Swift and her net worth and the catalog situation. And then we also have other folks saying Taylor Swift wanted to come out of the closet, but Carly didn't. And then we have other blinds saying that Carly wanted to come out, but Taylor wanted to stay in. So despite everything I've read and everyone I've talked to, nobody can agree on the reason for their breakup. Now, what does your gut tell you? What, what are your thoughts? Okay. So like what logically makes sense and what my gut tells me are two different answers. Yes. Let's hear both. Okay. So my gut reaction without listening to any of her music uh -huh. or without like knowing much about them would be that Taylor wanted to come out of the closet and Carly didn't. Because that I think was, the Lover my, album shows that somebody that was, was yeah, gut reaction. But then I started really listening to her music. And even though it like I didn't want to, I didn't want to hear it because it was complicated and it left a lot of unanswered questions. And also I hate being wrong. Um, <laughs> was that it really, her lyrics make it sound like Carly wanted to come out of the closet and mm. she didn't. Okay, like what kind of lyrics are you thinking? Because there, there's a lot of songs where Taylor's like, if we come out, everything will be ruined. If they see us, it's I, never going to be the same. I'm thinking specifically right now, I mean, like the entirety of like Folklore and Evermore, but also yeah. right now I'm thinking specifically of peace and champagne problems. Yes, yes, Like yes, where yes. she says, I've never had the courage of my convictions. Mm -hmm. When danger is near, your integrity makes me feel small. Like this whole song about like, would it be enough if I could never give you peace? Yes, you. I know everybody thinks that song is about Joe. I really don't. Um, I don't yeah. know why people. Well, I mean, I guess they do, but <laughs> it's a sad song, and we never get the muse's answer in the song. Yes, and I completely agree with you that I think Taylor Swift. She's grown up in the spotlight for so long. I mean, to become famous at age sixteen. I really can't even fathom. She's been in the spotlight for so long. I think she's been so meticulous and measured. And, you know, I, I know that she doesn't like people using the word calculated, but I'm using it in a positive <laughs> way. She is calculated. And I think she's just so aware. Like I remember watching documentaries when I was obsessed with her back in the fearless era. And she wasn't just a pop star like Ariana Grande or Selena Gomez. Like she was in those business meetings. She was curating her brand. She's, she's very, very smart and obviously very good at it. So I feel like she knows more than anyone what's going on. And I also think when people online talk about, oh, Taylor Swift might be gay or she might be bi. And a bunch of people in the comments are like, how dare you say that she would never blah, blah, blah. If I saw that, I'd be like, well, I'm not coming out anymore because some of these people are acting like they would really hate it. Exactly. Yeah. And also like a huge part of her rise to fame and kind of how she was known in popular culture until like 
reputation, which I could go off on, but whatever, yeah. <laughs> um, is that she was this serial dater. She was known for writing, for dating men. She was the poster child for heterosexuality. Yeah. Where she had all of these boyfriends, allegedly, and the joke was that she'd break up with them and write breakup songs about them. So, I mean, kind of like the first part of her career kind of hinged on that narrative. Yeah. Of kind of being involved with men and, you know, the speculation about, oh, who is this song about which man or like, you know. Um, so I think she's in a harder spot than a lot of celebrities, because what happens when she comes out and people start questioning every relationship she's ever had? And then I could also see them saying horrible stuff like that's why her relationships yeah. never lasted because she was a lesbian, you know, or something like that. Exactly. And, and also, do- oh, no, you go, you go. Oh, sorry. I think um, the timing of it had maybe something to do with the re-recordings. I was literally about to say the same thing. Like, I think the Lover album, it's all rainbow. She's talking about gay rights in it. Like, I think that could have been her ready to come out. And then, you know, everything happened with the re-recording. And she was like, this is what I need to focus on now. Like, I can't expend you know, the brand energy and and taking a career move like this right now, I just need to work on getting my music back. So I think there are so many signs in Lover that that seemed like it could have been her chance to come out and, you know, everything happened. So do you think that that was what caused the breakup between them? It was something to do with Scooter or do you think that came after the breakup? I, because they were together for a pretty long time, years and years. Yeah, like, Seven years. Mm-hmm. Seven years in heaven. Guess that's the price I paid for seven years in heaven. Sickest line she's ever written. Whatever. Um, <laughs> she's literally everywhere. How could somebody not be a believer? It's it's crazy to me. I know. She's like, I guess that's the price I pay for kissing somebody in a closet for seven years. And what's like, that line where she goes, she's still 23 inside her fantasy. Inside fantasy. Yeah. She's supposed to be. Yeah. I just... See... Oh. For some reason, like I have a gut feeling that, um, and this makes, there's no reason behind this, but for some reason, I just think they broke up and then the Scooter Braun thing happened. I think that the breakup already happened, even though I think someone who's friends with Taylor Swift did like a tweet basically confirming that Carly said stuff to Scooter about Taylor, but I feel like the breakup happened it was more than just a scooter betrayal. I feel like there must also have been a disagreement about wanting to come out or their relationship or what was going on with um, Josh, you know? I think that that happened and then the scooter thing was on top of it. What are your thoughts? Full disclosure, I don't really believe in the scooter betrayal. (laughs) Ooh, okay. So you think that that was just kind of something that took off on its own online? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your mic's a little fuzzy. Is oh, that... sorry. Hold on. No, me... don't be sorry. I just don't want you to be replaying this recording. <laughs> like... Is this better? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Okay, sorry. No, no. I'm glad you told me. I don't know why that came about. I think maybe there was some plan in it. I have no idea why they did it, but it just doesn't make sense to me, especially the narrative that straight Swifties like to spread. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, Carly and Taylor stopped being friends in 2016. But also here's the thing, like if they stop being friends, nobody has a reason for why they stop being friends. Exactly. But then like they take it and say they haven't been friends since 2016. Carly, um, (laughs) what do they say? Pressured Taylor into giving her VIP passes to the 
Nashville rep tour and just all this shit. Okay, first of all, like the legal implications of Carly selling Taylor out to Scooter. Yeah, and I don't even know how that would happen. Some people say that like Carly knew Taylor's net worth. So she told that to Scooter, which made him, you know, pick a price to buy her things at. That's the thing. Like, I don't know how any of this works. Which just like makes me think like, I don't know. To put it into perspective, like Taylor Swift has been one of the most successful, not only women, but people mm-hmm. in the industry consistently for years. Yes, she had her like rep era, but I mean, she's a multimillionaire. She has hundreds of millions of dollars. She is so famous and so successful. And yet people are like, she's out here telling her net worth to people without making them sign an NDA. Yeah. Like she's out here telling people things that could like, potentially destroy her career but not having any legal limitations on how people spread that information well and also what would carly get out of telling scooter about this you know it's well, not like that's going to benefit carly get out of that but why would taylor tell her her network yeah yeah it's, it's just, just girly things because there is somebody in the whole mm, i shouldn't talk about that but um well that so first of all like legal implications like what is that what's the explanation for that yeah and b also if people think that she quit being friends with carly in 2016 and yet they believe this um narrative that they have that taylor's like really careful and secretive or whatever if carly knew information that was like recent and important enough and intimate enough to harm taylor's career with something so important as her master's she would have still had to have been in a close relationship with Carly Kloss around the time that the information came out. Yeah. So it's like, you can't have it both ways. You have to pick one yeah, theory or the other. Speaking about close contact with Carly Kloss, can we please talk about how unhinged these two are on social media? It's like they're recaptioning each other's captions for Instagram photos. Taylor Swift releases folklore and Carly decides to post a video of herself in a cardigan in the woods or the fact no, that see, Carly. No, see the messed up part about that is that Carly posted that before folklore. <laughs> no, no, no. But the, but the promo photos were out weren't they yeah but i think the album had it were they i think i'll I'll have to go back and check um i like to wipe that from my mind because i genuinely don't know what to make of that so i also take uh, straight swifties books and it's like ooh, i don't like that i'm gonna pretend it doesn't exist exactly (laughs) if i don't like it i can just say it's untrue um but we have to talk about the Met Gala dress. The fact that Carly wears this rose petal dress to the Met Gala and Taylor Swift, when she's, you know, making her video about how red is coming back, she's literally wearing a carbon copy of the dress that Carly was. And it's not like she's at a fancy event. She's sitting down at home in this red ball gown with puffy sleeves. It looks identical to Carly's dress. You are toying with people's lives here, woman. It's like, this is such an obvious connection. (laughs) How could anyone deny that something weird is going on? Oh, but they deny it. Deny it. They do. So do you think that Taylor and Carly are just trolling each other for years because they're bitter? Do you think that they're still in connection with each other? I think that they had their final breakup in August 2019. Okay. Is what I think. What's now? Tell me your um, reasoning for that. Well, A, because of the scooter thing I said. Also, all of like the weird ass lover era things, like her lyrics too. Yes. Just to be honest, don't really fit the whole like 
Joking. When she says you're the West Village, like when she talks about the West Village or how this city screams your name, Joe Alwyn is nowhere near New York. He's in London. He's in London. It's like not even close. Yeah. Also, like Lover isn't a happy album. No. Like I like to say that Reputation. Also, happy birthday, Reputation. I can't believe it took me that long to say it. (laughs) Reputation. I like to say that Reputation is like the falling into true love and discovering true love and writing Mm -hmm. about it. Uh Lover is partly like sitting in that true love. But then as you go on the tracks, like shows like insecurity and also trying to hold on to that true love kind of like white knuckle grip and then folklore is when you lose that true love but you still for some reason hope against hope that it's coming back and then evermore is kind of just accepting that it's gone folklore is if i am a week before my period i cannot listen to folklore because i will just cry and cry and cry and i'm like she must have really been going through it because some of those lyrics and it's just like you can just feel the heartbreak coming out of that album yeah yeah it's pretty sad now what do you think of joe Owen? i here's the thing at first i went i believe in them you know he looks kind of exactly like Carly Kloss. I suppose that's Taylor's type. Um, maybe it makes sense. And, you know, some of these songs are cute. You know, she ended things with Carly, but she really loves him. Then, then to me, the most egregious thing was when she gives Joe a Grammy and she has this whole story about how she walked into a room and he was just playing a little tune. And can you believe it? He, he made this song and he helped out with the album. And I'm like, I haven't seen him touch a piano i haven't seen him hold a guitar i've never heard his singing voice let alone his like, actual voice really? what like sure i understand not, like, a lab experiment i'm pretty sure joe alwyn's an animatronic actually <laughs> i'm pretty sure he is a hologram it's like tupac and then joe alwyn but it, to yeah. me it's ridiculous like i understand wanting your relationship to be private but there is nothing of them and also i really don't think he deserves that grammy yeah see since I started my little fall into Gaylorism, or uh-huh. as I like to call it, intellectualism, um, <laughs> I have thought, oh, fuck, I'm going to get blamed. I don't care. It's fine. Whatever. Put it I out there. I don't okay. think Joe and Taylor. <laughs> now, <laughs> they do you, could be, do you think they, they were be. ever real? Do you think that she was like, I just need to pick a beard for the next five years and someone who's going to be good? Yeah, I kind of think that. I also think that a lot of people view it only from the beard perspective, which then makes it like, oh, that is a little ridiculous, which like, eh, I don't know. But also like after, like post 1989, when people were hating on her, mm-hmm. her image for so long, I don't know why more people don't talk about this, but um, for so long, her image had been like that of like the serial dater yeah, who like dated men, broke up with them, wrote breakup songs or whatever. And then she comes back with reputation and her story is this. Like, I found true love. I found long-lasting true love. I found stability. I grew and I matured and I learned and I found long-lasting love. Like, she completely flipped the narrative. (laughs) Yeah. So that since, like, going from, like, dating, it wasn't even like she was an actual serial dater. That's just how the media media portrayed And she went from that to being with the same person, like a stable... I would like to add fucking nobody sorry yeah that sounds mean it isn't it's (laughs) just like he 
nobody really knew or even like now knows unless they're a Swifty who he is. He's yeah. a blank slate. Like his personality, he has the personality of like you could say a Kendall crotch. He's you know? a blank like, space baby and she writes her name. <laughs> but yeah, he, much, he, can, he really is. And I... I don't know. I just find it very confusing. I understand wanting to have a private relationship, but there are tons of celebrities who have private relationships and still post a picture of their boyfriend once a year. And we've just never gotten that ever. It's not like we're entitled to it, but you know, it just rings no, us know, a little but bit it's, suspicious. It's weird. It's yeah. weird. And even I think straight Swifties are getting really confused. Yeah. Cause it's been like five years and they're like, well, they must be secretly engaged. They must have gotten secretly married. Well, it's also it's funny because like, in the Lover album, Taylor Swift has all of these lyrics about like, I want to marry you with paper ring. I'm like, you are talking about marriage so much. It's going to be embarrassing if you're not married now. It's like she's talking about marriage, but in a way that where she can't actually be married. Yeah, that's true. I think true. people don't realize it. It's like, you're my lover instead of my husband or my spouse. Like, you're yes. my lover. I will marry you with paper rings. Oh my God. You are hitting really every nail on the head. Yes, you're right. She's like, talking about marriage, but it's adjacent to marriage. Especially in Lover. Like the refrain of that or the, what's it called? The outro? I'm not. The verse? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm an English major, so that's not my shit. The whole music terminology. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere. It's somewhere in the song. That's all you need exactly. to know. But when she's talking about marriage, she takes something I find so interesting is she uses like physical body parts, I think, to okay. talk about like what people would normally like for traditional vows, like my heart's been borrowed and yours has been blue, which to make a point, those are both pr- traditions that are done by the bride where she wears something borrowed and uh-huh. something blue. Yes, yes. And she says that they're both doing that. Yeah. Um, just- throwing that out there um but like they're instead of like like I remember my sister got married and she had like a borrowed pin and a blue garter you know because that's like a tradition you have when you're married but she's saying like for us it's inside Mm. it's my heart has been borrowed and yours has been blue Mm -hmm. like you can't show it almost like I don't know just very odd and like I said she never says husband or wife or spouse she says my lover yeah it's just it's like the minute you get on the train you just you listen to all of her songs through this different lens and it still makes sense through the lens sometimes even more than it would if you were listening to it you know as just a normal straight swifty or something like that yeah i think false god is definitely one that makes more sense when you're a gayler the altar (laughs) is my hips like come on like it's like you're the west village for me that's just so it gives me like wonderland vibes not because of like just because of that whole like threatening aura of like what are you gonna do about it yes what are you gonna say what are you gonna do about it yeah I'm being yeah well (laughs) speaking of wonderland can we talk about the previous folks that have kind of been associated with this theory we have Taylor Swift, it starts off with Taylor Swift and her fiddle player, Emily, back in like the fearless era. Then we have Taylor Swift and Diana Agron. Some people think that Wonderland is about her. Some people say um, Holy Ground, I think, is about her. Then even as recently as like just a couple of months ago, we had blinds about Taylor Swift and Zoe Kravitz dating each other. Apparently they spent all of quarantine together and things like that. 
which kind of Taylor Swift pairings with other women do you believe in? And which ones do you think that, you know, might just be rumors? I believe in the first one you mentioned. The fiddle player, Emily. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is terrible. Um, Liz Hewitt and Taylor Swift, I think probably. Wait, Liz Hewitt from from, uh, Austin Powers? Maybe. She's a singer. How do you spell it? Oh, Liz Hewitt. I haven't even heard yeah, of this she was one a, before. Oh yeah, she was a. Oh, she was the backup of, singer. I remember yeah, she's her. She's the one that she's the boob grab girl. Oh, oh my god! I remember she was her backup singer because I saw her in concert and I was like, "This girl is so cute." And then she stopped being her backup singer, I think, to do music solo, right? Yeah, that's who a lot of people think the breakup songs on Red are about, oh. and then the love songs on, well, except for All Too Well, which. See, I'm looking at pictures now on Google of them together. And it's just so funny how you see Taylor Swift with any of her boyfriends and she's so stiff, like a robot. And then you see her with a girl and she's the most physically affectionate person you've ever seen in your life. It's just such a difference. Taylor Swift and her best friends will be the death of me. I swear (laughs) to God. Okay. Now, (laughs) what do you think of Diana Agron and Zoe Kravitz? Uh, Zoe Kravitz, I'm not as convinced of but diana agron definitely i think that the love songs on red are about her controversial opinion i actually don't really think holy ground is about her okay because the timeline doesn't really fit because they were falling in love during like red era so i don't know why she would write this like song about well you have to keep in mind red era would be after the album came out so holy ground could have been written two years before the red era exactly that's what i'm thinking like people say the note on the door and it's like well i don't I actually don't think that's about Diana. I think that the love songs on Red are about Diana and that her breakup songs come in 1989. That's her, that's her diss track. It's interesting (laughs) to consider that, right? Like whenever an album comes out, you have to think the love songs on it from that album probably pertain to a singer situation from a year ago. And then the breakup songs on that album probably pertain to a breakup that happened two years ago because, you know, you fall in love and then you break up and then both of them make their way onto the album. Yeah, okay. Carly's first debut on oh, no, 1989. Um, <laughs> uh, the breakup, the reason. I'm just pulling up my list here because I know I know we definitely went over 30 minutes. Um, the last thing I want to ask, and this is just purely hypothetical speculation, although I do think it would be fun. We can get like a little $5 Venmo bet going and see who's right. If Taylor Swift, A, do you think she's ever going to come out? B, when do you think that's going to happen? C, just kind of your gut feeling. What do you think is going to happen? Is this going to be something that she comes out with herself? Do you think that somebody's going to expose her? I'd love to hear kind of your opinion on how you see this going in the future. Okay. So the first part was, do I think she's going to come out? Yeah. No. I think that she was really planning on coming out during lover era. And then she had to backtrack really quickly and not come out around like August 2019 because you'll notice she goes from like pastels and rainbows in her style and just like general like aura being really happy to then after August 2019 to wearing all black and she covers and sings breakup songs she sang a she made welcome to New York sad (laughs) like (laughs) Welcome to New York, a city where your heart will be broken and eventually. No, she made it sad. She made that shit sad. (laughs) And um, 
yeah, like she like burst into tears on The Voice and like her AMA acceptance speech. It was just, she was- I almost thought she was being held hostage in some of those videos. I was like, her voice is wavering so much. She's about to start crying. Yeah. So I think that that's probably, I think she was really planning on it because the lover era really points to that. It does, yeah. Coming out and then, and also like the London boy sample too, makes me think that too, just like the panicked like 2 a.m. call shit. Um, Just that she was planning to come out and then something, I think probably like maybe either she got really scared or it was her masters or it was something else or it was a mix of a bunch of things, but she bailed. And what's, what's your reasoning why you think she never will come out? Cause people ask me that all the time. They're like, it's 2021, anyone could, you know, do you think this has to do with her family? Do you think this has to do with her being afraid that she can't get records sold? I think that, well, I guess I've never thought of it this way, but it would take attention away from her re-recordings, which I think she's already struggling to Yeah, I see. I would just think that the reason is she's already dealt with so much media shit. I think she's over it. I think she knows if she comes out, it's going to be the news cycle or the news story of the next six months of a news cycle. And she just doesn't want to go back to that same lens of everyone's making comments about me again. Everybody has a window into my life. Now I have to give parts of myself to people. She just doesn't want to deal with all the noise, I think. Yeah, I also think that now that she doesn't have a reason to come out as much. Yeah. Because she's not with anybody. Yeah. Probably. Like, because it is. Being with Carly Claus for seven years, that's a reason to come out of the closet. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I just don't, she doesn't have that reason anymore. So, I mean, why would you put, why would you risk that and put yourself through that if you didn't have to? Yeah. I have to ask, have you read the book Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo? Of course I've read the book. How much were you screaming at every chapter about like how, how much this parallels? Here's what makes me scream about that book, okay? Is the fact that the author, a fan tweeted her and it's like, do you think that Taylor Swift could be the seven husbands? Like, do you think that Taylor Swift could be Evelyn Hugo? And then this bitch, the author, she replies, goes on her little Twitter and types it up. And she's like, yeah, definitely. And then hits send. And she tweets that, that haunts me at night. Like I close my eyes and like what I see on my eyelids is just that fucking tweet. And it's like, why would you do that? (laughs) It's funny that so many people, I mean, of course I was reading the book and thinking about Taylor Swift because I've been obsessed with this theory, but so many people have commented that they read the book and they just started thinking of Taylor Swift. And I'm like, isn't that wild? So like there are like lyrical parallels to it too. Yes, yes. I think Taylor Swift definitely read the book. Yeah, I think Taylor Swift definitely read it too. Yeah, I think it's cute though because if anything, she read it and she's like, "I'm Evelyn." It's like, no way, through Celia. (laughs) (laughs) She completely is okay. And do you think that Taylor Swift is going to find herself? I could see Taylor Swift going away. You know, she's in the mountains. She's making these albums, (laughs) and I could see her having another girl best friend a couple years from now. And we all know what's going on, but she just refers to her as her girl best friend. Yeah, I don't know. I think that maybe there was a little bit of her trying to get away during like the post-1989 pre-rep era mm-hmm. that maybe she tried it out. But I think there is a part of her that like really relies on that fame for like validation and yeah. shit like that. As, what I would love for her is if just one night, 
like Agatha Christie. She just woke up, packed her bags, and drove off into the night. And nobody knew where the fuck she was because she was just LGBTing out there in the world. I don't know. (laughs) But (laughs) like, I think she would be happier if she stepped back and just like found someone she loved you know yeah yeah and but, I, I, I mean, do have to ask um Carly Kloss it's funny because when they were friends I thought that Carly was so great I was like yes she is sunshine and a person this person's fantastic and then she broke up with Taylor Swift or you know whatever they stopped being friends allegedly <laughs> um and all of a sudden I was like Carly seems like a really fake bitch just like in all of her YouTube videos and all of these things, it just seemed, she seemed so fake and social climby to me and Taylor Swift came across as more authentic. So I just hope that if Taylor Swift does find someone else, it's a very, very authentic woman for her who just kind of recognizes her creativity. I think Carly's a little bit caught up in the scene. I think Carly, I don't know. See, I'm not really like a Carly stan necessarily. Who is? I don't think anyone's like a huge fan of her. I I know some, I know some, my friends are some. But um, I think that inauthenticity, if anything, comes from her need to please people. Yeah, Because nobody had ever really had a problem with Carly Kloss until Taylor Swift came into the picture. Yeah. Like, there were never really any blinds that were like, yeah, no, like, this Carly Kloss bitch, this A-list a, a illiterate model, <laughs> that evil bitch. Yeah. There was never any of that until Taylor Swift. She was just a nice girl from the Midwest who wanted to model and teach girls to code. (laughs) Exactly. And like everybody who's met her is like, she's the sweetest thing ever. She's so nice. Like the charity shit she's got going on is great. Like, I don't know. I think a lot of how people perceive her is like from Taylor Swift and how Taylor Swift has spun that. Yeah. But who knows? So interesting because you would think that if you're Carly, it's really doing a hit to your reputation um you think that someone would come out and be like you know these rumors about scooter aren't true but i'm sure with celebrities there's so much that goes into it it's probably worse i feel like to make her lips comment. are probably like quite literally sewn shut with yeah the of NDAs. yeah oh god it's such a crazy world and i'm here for it i love it all i know and it's like when is somebody anonymous gonna be like i have all of the information for you. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm waiting for someone to slide in. I will say I have talked to someone who has talked to someone who knows that Taylor Swift dated Carly Kloss and that she hooks up with women on the side, um, not famous women, like women who are wealthy and in social circles, but not, you wouldn't know them from a TV show. Um, but, you know, that's all allegedly, even though I have heard it from a couple people, <laughs> but it is alleged. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, okay, great. So one more time, people can find you at Tay Lesbian Swift. You post fantastic TikTok videos about different Taylor Swift lyrics, different parallels. Um, you're able to find all of these like connections that I had never even considered before about the two, like those anniversary dates. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Anything else that you want to plug or final things that you want to say about Taylor Swift? Um. I think like the most, what's called credible Gaylor evidence yes. is just her lyrics. It's just, yeah. it's in the lyrics if you follow them from yes. reputation to evermore to even renegade. You know, it's there. It's all there to find. 
And it's also fun because her music's so good. You love re-listening to albums. Just if you have a Saturday with nothing to do, just like put on the album as you clean your room and just listen to the lyrics, trying to imagine that Taylor Swift is gay. Some, I think it's going to be a pretty enlightening experience. A lot of things jump out. Yeah. Like listen to how she talks about gold from reputation to Evermore. Yes. Think about how, like, how she talks about royalty from reputation to Evermore. Think about how she talks about sunshine and daylight. And yeah. From mm-hmm. reputation to Evermore. She, she's she a true about, artist. Like she is a creative. Really, she's she talks about yes. religion. How yes. that shifts. I mean, it's all right there. Yeah. Wait, well, thank you so much for indulging me and honestly, my favorite guilty pleasure talking about how Taylor Swift might have dated Carly Kloss and more <laughs> and more. Um, and thank you so much for coming on the pod. Okay. Hi, me again. Um, I'm just back to talk about more of the things that people submitted on Instagram real quick before we wrap things up. Somebody wrote in, they said, any blinds on Jimmy Fallon can't decide if he's a nice, funny guy or a creep. And the blinds that I've read about him are kind of like sad creep vibes. So a lot of the blinds allegedly, allegedly, allegedly say that he has a pretty severe drinking problem and um, he will drink and then he'll use Coke to like make himself more alert. And that's why he can't ever shut the fuck up on the show or stop interrupting his guests. And also weird blinds about, I mean, some of these read like fan fiction, so like take it for what you will, but there are a lot of blinds about people that he's slept with to get them on the show. So there was a blind about how Gigi Hadid slept with him to get on the show. And then there was a blind about how he has the fattest crush on Blake Lively. I talked about this in my Gossip Girl episode and how he will have her on the show all the time, even though there's nothing to promote. And this one I think checks out because if you go to YouTube and you type in Jimmy Fallon, Blake Lively, it is ridiculous how many times she's on that show. And like she's had what, two movies since Gossip Girl? And like they weren't even really that big. So take that for what you will. Somebody wanted to know about the whole Kim Kardashian, Pete Davidson, Miley Cyrus drama because Miley, well, oh my God, we're talking about Fallon again. Anyway, she went on the show and she like sang that song to Pete, It Should Have Been Me, and it was funny and everyone was like, you know what, it should have been you because Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian make no sense whatsoever. And then there were reports that they went over to his house in Staten Island after, or I think like his mom's house, correct me if I'm wrong, like you can, it's like a podcast, but anyway. (laughs) Um, And anyway, they went to him, his house or the mom's house after the show. But I think they just went there to like smoke weed and hang out. Although I do think they would make a much better couple. I actually think they would make a phenomenal couple, but it's going to be hard for them to do it because obviously he's in a PR contract with the Kardashians right now is what I think. Somebody wanted a life update. Dude, nothing's going on here. It's just burnout central. I feel like for everyone, there's been something in the air and these last two weeks have just been like stressful and busy and like, uh-huh. Anyway, um, things are better now. I realize that the cure for burnout is just taking a really good shit. Like if you're stressed out, think to yourself, when was the last time I had a really good bowel movement? I swear to God, it solves a lot of stuff. Anyway, um... That being said, it was also weird because like nobody's reaching out to sponsor this podcast and like it's doing really well. So I don't know if it's because it's conspiracy related or whatever, but who knows? Thank you guys for listening. And I will say I was thinking about it the other day. If you're looking for a way to like, I don't know, give some love to the podcast, not that you have to listening is already more than enough. Um, 
my blog, fluentlyforward.com, I actually used to blog before I got into TikTok. So for like three years, I was writing a bunch of love and dating posts or satire posts and things like that. So if you're just like bored at work and you're looking for something to do and you want to like throw a few pennies over to Fluently Forward, um, fluentlyforward.com, I just resurfaced some old blog posts that used to do well. So I don't know if you're bored or you're taking the train somewhere and you're looking for something to read, you can check out the blog post there. I talk about like celebrity couples that I think should happen. Um, I think about like different products on Amazon that I've rated and reviewed because God, so many of them are awful. Seven reasons why Elon Musk should date me. My blog's breakup advice. Um, ways to manage the bottomless hunger you feel the week before your period. It's just like girly, girly stuff on there. Oh, and the last thing I would be remiss if I did not mention this. So Tristan Thompson as a new baby mama. I think that guy definitely has a sex addiction at this point. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, and she went off on Instagram and posted all of these stories spilling this tea about the Kardashians, which fascinating because you just know, you just know that they're very NDA happy, I bet. And one of the things she said was that Drake fucked Kylie. And this is interesting because that that has been a blind item for a really, really long time. Like there are so many blind items about the Kardashians allegedly swapping all of these partners and saying like one of the things they say is that Justin Bieber has had sex with Kylie Jenner, Kendall Jenner, and Kourtney Kardashian. And some of these, I'm just like, it's way too messy. I'm pretty sure that it must be fake. Like it has to be fake. And one of them also said that Drake fucked Kylie and Kim. And I'm like, there's no way that, I know that these sisters, oh my God, my voiceovers are cutting off. Anyway, I know the sisters are weird. Like they're a family, but they're unlike any other family that you've seen. But I find it hard to believe that they would share so many Eskimo siblings, basically. But, I mean, this girlfriend basically confirmed that Drake had sex with Kylie, and it makes it even weirder because there are so many examples of Drake out there talking to underage girls. So, like, having a friendship with Millie Bobby Brown when she's, what, 15? Or texting Billie Eilish when she was 17? Or texting Kylie Jenner when he was 17? And like, mark my words, Drake will be the next person to have something really, really big and R. Kelly like come out about him because I just like do not trust that man. Anyway, so at least we have like half confirmation that one of the blinds is true. I guess Drake has had sex with Kylie, allegedly. Okay, I am going to wrap things up. And I also just want to say a huge, huge thank you. I know I say this every time, but like, whatever. I'm just a broken record. The reviews are incredible. I print them out and I don't know if you guys are doing what my mom does and you're doing the whole voice to text thing because you know like when you can tell that your mom is doing voice to text because instead of just sending you okay, she sends you like a paragraph and you're like, my mom found the record button. <laughs> anyway, because some of these reviews are so long, like they span the entire length of the screen and like I'm I'm thinking of a way that I can like show my thanks for this. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll do something where I could be like, I wish that there could be like a points system. So that way, like if you wrote a review, then I could put you in a raffle and do a blind item on someone that you request or something like that. But I just want to say a huge, massive thank you. Like it, it means so much to me that you guys listen and then also rate and review and the reviews are so nice. So I don't know. I'm babbling. I'm babbling. Okay. That wraps up today's episode. I hope you enjoyed a deeper dive into Kaler, and I will see you guys next Monday for a new episode. Bye. Bye.